Is that what this is about, Mom? No, all right? Yeah, it sure doesn't help reminding me what a great lady she was. When you've been married for 35 years, and you never thought there'd be anybody else. And one day, you hear yourself say, I love you to another woman. Well, maybe then you'll understand what I'm going through. It's probably natural to feel that way. My God, I understand exactly what you're going no, through. No, you don't. No, you don't. You don't understand at all. Dan, there was a time back when my first marriage was breaking up. I was talking to Mom. I said, all right, Mom, give me one good reason for me to ever let myself fall in love again. She said, because I said so, and I'm your mother. And that's very cute. That's from Fra that's Frasier talking to his dad. And boy, there's a lot of emotion in that. You know, when you meet someone new after you've been in love with someone and you lose them, they die, they've passed away. And how do you give yourself permission to love again? How do you give yourself permission to not feel like you're betraying your first partner, your first wife or husband, and move on in life um, without, in, while still keeping the memories of your, in Martin's cases, his wife alive, keeping them very warm. Uh, I, I think of my mother-in-law, and I keep her memory in my mind, not all the time, obviously, but it's a warm memory. There are times when I'll uh, see something, some flowers, and I'll say, oh, mom would love that. And it's not painfully sad anymore. It's warm, but initially, of course, it's sad. So Martin needs to give himself permission to move on. And I think Frasier is really cute when he said that mom said, because I said so. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner. My show's The Rational Basis of Happiness. It's an opportunity for you to call and ask any question that you could ask a counselor or a therapist. I'm a clinical psychologist. And my number is, you can jot this down, toll free, 1-877-DR-KENNER. That's toll free, one 877 D-R-K-E-N-N-E-R. -E -E and you can also visit my website, drkenner.com, for books I recommend, articles I've written, and podcasts of the show. And right now, I want to welcome Tammy to the show. Tammy, you have a co-worker who harasses you? Um, yes, I do. I yeah. do. What's going on? Um, it just recently started. Everything was fine, and this person was not bothering me, and now it seems like every time they get a chance, they're just kind of like nitpicking at me, and I really don't know how to react because I never had a problem with this person before. So how long have you worked? Is it a guy or a gal? It's a guy. A guy. <laughs> and how old is he? Um, I'm not quite sure. Um, probably in his 30s, I would Okay, say. and you're how old? I'm I'm about to be 48. <clears throat> okay, so a younger kid. <laughs> and I'm calling him yeah. a kid. Yeah. yeah. And you've worked with him for how long? Not very long because he hasn't been there that long. I'm going to say maybe six months at the most. Okay, and you got you guys got along okay beforehand? Yes. Yes, we did. But, I mean, I've, I've seen him do this with other people. So I don't know, in a way, since I'm older, I'm thinking like maybe I'm the new target. Or, you know, that kind of thing. I'm getting that kind of feeling. But I just feel like I'm having to be on defense all the time. And I shouldn't be because I don't owe anyone an explanation of what I'm doing, you yeah. know, while I'm on my job and how I do it. Because I've been doing it for a number of years. So can you give me just a shortened example of something he does that gets under your skin? Well, um... Every time that he comes around and I'm doing my job, not every time, most of the time, he'll just be like, you know, oh, we need to get this to 
together, we need to get this right. Kind of like he's joking. Yeah. But he, he doesn't do it to my coworker. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and then I'm on the defense. At first I was like, oh, he's just kidding. Yeah. And so I just kind of laughed off. But now it's more often, and I find myself, you know, like, hey, you know, um, I've been doing this a long time. You know, check my resume. And then I'm like, wait a minute. Why am I doing that? He's not my boss. Right, right. And it's just starting to bother me. And I don't know how to handle it properly. Um, you know, how to, what to do. Okay. So there's uh, one key skill that I love to use in a situation like this. Um, mm-hmm. And, Tammy, that's that if someone comes to me and says, you know, I don't know exactly, what, do, what is the task that you might be doing that he comes over and says, hey, we need to get this right? What? Um, well, I mean, what I do is I'm a cook, and okay. he'll just come in there and say, hey, hey, you know, um, you know, we need to get this right. He's not even a cook. It's myself and another lady in the kitchen. He, has, he does not do it. So you're and, a cook you know, in a like, restaurant? Well, um, yes. Or, or in another establishment? Well, it's another establishment, but, I mean, it might as well be a restaurant. It's cooking. So okay, yeah, I, cook. I got it. Okay, mm-hmm. so if he comes over and says, hey, we need to get this right, your first attitude was to to just think, oh, he's busting, he's kidding, and you let yeah. it roll off of you. And right. he kept needling you, and um, and it's demeaning what he's saying because when someone says, "Oh, we need to get this right," who is the we? Exactly, it's I'm you. Gonna... You need I'm to get gonna... this right. So it's critical. Yeah. It definitely is critical. So one of the mm-hmm. things you do is you step outside of the situation. If someone said to me, um, "Ellen, you're not cutting the onions right." There are two things that are happening in that sentence. One of the things is whether or not I'm cutting the onions right. That's the content. Those are the words he's using. Can you hear that? The second thing is the manner of delivery. He could say to me, Ellen, you're not cutting the onions right. Let me show you how to do it. He could say, Ellen, you're not cutting the onions right. Let me show you how to do it. Can you hear there's a different manner of delivery? Yeah. And so yeah. I take my focus completely off the onions, the content. Mm-hmm. And the mm-hmm. skill is called a content to method shift. His method of delivery has captured my attention much more than cutting the onions. And so instead of yeah. saying, I've been doing this all my life, check my resume, I'm best in onions, <laughs> I got best in onions in the kitchen when I was a kid. Right, Right. Instead of getting caught up in the content of onion cutting, I'm going to go to, you know, I noticed you phrased it in a way, you just said to me, oh, we need to get this right. Um, Help me understand where that's coming from. So I shift the focus away from onions. You know, I notice your tone of voice and I notice you're kind of, your arms are kind of crossed and you're looking down at me. Tell me what's up. Let me, help me understand you better. What's going on? Mm -hmm. So can you see that I'm shifting away from onions and I'm calling him on his method of delivery? Okay. Now that, you can practice that because that's not that easy. If you give me another example with him, um, you can be him for a second. I can show you how it works. Well, you know, like I said, it's just, 
And if I try to respond, you know, then he gets an attitude um, with me. So, therefore, I don't want to follow through because I don't want to become argument. You know what I mean? You know, oh. It's so silly. It's silly to me. Okay. Why are you pissing on me about something that... You know, I'm sitting over here doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Well, that's exactly what you can say to him. That is the content to method shift that you just used. Oh, really? Yes. You know, this is silly. Notice your tone of voice was natural. You weren't biting the bait. This is silly. Why are you? Why are you mentioning this? Why I feel picked on? You can say, I feel picked on. Help me understand you better. Help me, you know, why are you doing this? And if you say it with, can you hear the kind of smile in my voice? Why? I'm not letting myself getting, get, I, I'm not going to bite the bait. I'm not going to be rattled by him. I'm just going to say, oh, guess he's doing something, he's doing his thing again. Uh, mm-hmm. So um, another thing you can do is pretend that you're in a sitcom and you need some color in the sitcom <laughs> and that mm-hmm. he provides a lot of color. So it's going to, a lot of people will tune in to watch the dynamics between you and him. And that uh-huh. that sometimes puts a smile on your face and it diffuses that edginess in it for yourself and you treat him differently. So thank you so okay. much for the, thank you, Tammy. Have some fun practicing that. Okay. Okay. You're welcome. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner, and what happens if your kid comes in and says, I don't want to be on the soccer team anymore, and you retort, you listen here, I paid a lot of money for you to play soccer, get out of this car right now and market yourself down to the field. Do you hear me? But Ma, I don't want to play. Does this sound familiar? Maybe you didn't want to play a particular sport as a kid and your parents pushed you into it. Maybe you were just having a bad day and you didn't want to face the kid on the team who made fun of you. Coming up next, I'll be talking with Dr. Judy Van Roald, a sports psychologist who will talk about how to understand your own kid better and who also co-wrote a book to help kids uh, stay in the game after feeling like a failure. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner on the Rational Basis of Happiness. I need to feel important. Instead, I'm living in the shadows of her life. Her family and friends are everything. I feel invisible. I thought my husband's love would be enough to help him get over my affairs. Why can't he just forgive and forget? What does he think he is? Perfect? He's so selfish. How many lose themselves in a romantic relationship, feeling unimportant, taken for granted? Or perhaps they lie or cheat and think their partner should forgive and forget. I am Dr. Ellen Kenner, clinical psychologist and co-author with Dr. Edwin Locke of the Romance Guidebook, The Selfish Path to Romance. Provocative title? I know. By selfish, we mean the self-valuing, self nurturing way to romance. You never want to lose yourself in a relationship. You want to create a win-win partnership to value your own and each other's goals and dreams. Discovering how to be true to yourself in a romantic partnership is learnable and key to romantic happiness. Check out our book with its daring title, The Selfish Path to Romance, at Amazon or SelfishRomance.com. 